This Bee Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. Yeah, IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com forward slash B. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. We're proud to be sponsored by MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Schools can easily create and manage time for FlexBlocks. Win time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and much more. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Yeah, make your flex time work for you. Visit MyFlexLearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com slash BE. On today's show, it's just the guys, and we're talking about the beginning of school and what you can do this year to make it even more tech-citing. There's an East Initiative update, information on upcoming appearances, all of that and more up next on EduTech Guys. You're listening to the EduTech Guys, edutechguys.com. And welcome to EduTech Guys. I'm David Henderson. Hey, I'm Jeff Madlock. Yeah, welcome to the show. Thank you guys so much for uh, tuning in today to see what we've got going on the show here today. Hey, you know what we got going on? We got it going on the web at www.edutechguys.com. Heck, just go to Google. I say it every day. You know, I'm going to try not to say that so much this year, maybe. No, no, I'm going to keep saying it. So, yeah, just go out to Edutech Guys. Type in, <laughs> I'm sorry, go out to Google. See, I've got myself all confused now. <laughs> go out to Google. Type in Edutech Guys, and you're going to find us. Earlier today, David and I were in an interview, and I actually said, we, we dominate SEL. And I was thinking, wait, no, we dominate SSO. <laughs> but, you know, social-emotional learning, we, we kind of, I, you know, well, I, I, I don't dominate it, but, you know, I understand it. But I mean, <laughs> well, And then you said SSO, like single sign-on? Did I say SSO? I yeah. said it again, didn't I? <laughs> God. I'll tell you, I'm losing my mind. I've got yeah. my acronyms all wacky. It's, well, oh, no. it's the beginning of school year, so there are acronyms flying all over the place. So let, let me get that right for everybody out there. My, we've got we've got our SEO wrapped up. You can go to Google, type in EduTech, guys, and you're going to find us. Also, find us on social media because we're out there. We're lurking. Uh, you'll find lots of emojis for us and sometimes a picture or two, but there's a lot of podcasting going on. So don't forget to check us out on the web, especially Twitter. Drop us a note. Tell us what you're doing, what you like, and what we can bring to you in the future. Yeah, uh, and especially after today's episode, or, or heck, even during today's episode, while you're listening, be sure to uh, tag us and, and tweet us out on some of your thoughts on some of the stuff we're going to be covering today. 
Yeah, it's going to be a good day. I think, you know, uh, school started here in Arkansas this last week and um, it's been a, a, you know, uneventful, but eventful time in, in our district and in David's area, our, our area of, of L.A., lower Arkansas. Um, the Internet line, our fiber pipe was cut the very first day of, of school, 50 minutes into school and was down the entire day. So a good I don't know, David, how many schools do you think it affected? It affected a lot of schools. Oh, it was at least. Yeah. It, uh, and, and the way the, the state network works here, uh, it, there were at least 43 school districts that were cut out. And then. It also affected things like county offices and city offices. And then on top of that, things that the state can't keep track of are, you know, like other end users. So there were weird things like uh, you could go to the big box store, but the little restaurant that's in the big box store, uh, they couldn't process credit cards, even though the big box store could. I mean, it was just so strange. So strange. Yeah, really, really weird. But, you know, um, and kudos to all the schools that made it through that. You know, and it's it's really great. We didn't hear of any fires. We know it's just uh, everybody just did their job. Um, the educators educated and we did school and everybody had a great first day of school. There you go. That's 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 it in you a know, nutshell right there. It could, it could have been worse. <laughs> Oh, well, Dogs yeah, yeah. living together, you know, and all that it's, kind of stuff. That's right. Exactly. Uh, aside from that, or in addition to that, it, it, it was also, uh, you know, the, that first day of school uh, for me working at an education service center, we've got um, early childhood programs at various of our at various school sites that are uh, member districts. And, you know, the first day of school, I'm going out trying to help the teachers get their stuff set up, get it all ready for the school year. And a lot of that frankly, involves, you know, getting online and being on the internet. And uh, the, when the internet's down, I'm just like, I'm so sorry. I I can't, you know, we could set up some of the stuff, but the, the part of it that required us to be online, I'm like, well, I guess we'll get you as soon as they get the lines back up. And like Jeff said, uh, the lines were down the entire day. I think they came back online like quarter after five or something that evening. So yeah, uh, really crazy. You know, shaking things up, man. Keep people on their toes. But like Jeff said, you know, it could have been worse. And you know, hey, when it's all when it's all said and done, push come to shove, kids got educated, things got done, people monitored and adjusted, and that's what we do in education. Yeah, they got home. Everybody was cool, and you know that that's a little bit about what we're going to talk about today. And our topic today that we're going to talk about here in just a little bit is how are you starting your year? So I think that's kind of appropriate. We started it with a little bit of a scare. <laughs> Yeah. Like, oh, no, there's no Internet. Can we still do school? And guess what we did? You know, but first, I tell you what, let's take a let's let's take a second and let's talk about one of our uh, sponsors, uh, Concordia University. Yeah. You know, uh, talking about the challenges of the first day of school, there are challenges that our higher ed students face every single day. I mean, whether it's going to school hungry or not being able to see a doctor when they're sick. You know, that's true. And those challenges, they make it hard for kids to focus, especially on learning. Uh, you know, thankfully, Concordia University in Portland, it's leading the way with their new three to PhD program. And it helps students combat fears, you know, uh, those kind of things, freeing them to pursue their highest dreams. Yeah, they are revolutionizing education by creating a holistic model. It provides groceries, healthcare, even clothing to students right there on campus, helping them thrive and helping our communities strengthen and grow. You know, the College of Education at Concordia, it offers online and online campus programs where students have the opportunity to learn more about compassionate approach you know to education and to see how nurturing the whole student can lead to some pretty amazing things 
Yeah, hey, if you want to learn more about how you can help these students conquer their monsters and achieve their highest dreams, visit cu-portland.edu slash let's conquer. That's cu-portland.edu slash let's conquer. Hashtag nurture, educate, grow. Hey, welcome back. And we have a really exciting topic today because it's the beginning of school. And um, so we were talking and we figured, hey, let's talk about um, what it's like to start school. And so we want to ask the question, how are you starting your school year? You know, what are those things that you do? What are those things that you prep um, to get ready to for the kids to come back and to happen in your classroom? Yeah, exactly. Like, um, uh, for starters, and, and, you know, how much thought have you put into communicating with, you know, your students and classes, I mean, uh, students and parents. And so, so think about that as we, as we talk about this here, ways that you in your classroom, or, or if you are uh, an administrator, how do you communicate out with parents, with your teachers, et cetera? What are some different technologies that you can use to do that? You know, that's right. Communication is pretty vital. Um, it's always been a vital part of education. And now it's actually it's actually even easier, really. I mean, now you've got so many opportunities. I mean, yeah, you still got your phone calls. And especially with the, the robo call systems we have now, you know, we can actually let parents know about, you know, absentees. We can let them know about failing grades, all kinds of cool stuff, anything that's coming up. And then, you know, we've got email. And I'm sure that most of you use email. Email is still, in my opinion, um, a highly, highly viable form of parent communication. But, you know, there's the big one. And you know what I'm talking about, David, social media. <laughs> well, you know, the thing I'm going to jump back real quick, you know, the thing about email and, and, I, and I know a lot of especially younger folks um, and, and more, I don't know what you, if you call them savvy, but a lot of folks, you know, they kind of look down on email. But here's the thing about email is you have to remember that that email is one to one or, or can be, you know, that one to one written communication. So it's got exactly. major advantages. Social media. Yeah. Social media is great. It's a way for you as an educator to get your word out about it, whatever's going on in your class, uh, whatever you need to communicate to your students, whatever you need to talk about to your parents kind of is a, is a broadcast environment. Throw that out on, <clears throat> excuse me, social media. Whether that is through uh, a, a school, uh, you know, Twitter account, whether it's through uh, a classroom Facebook page, however you use that in your education environment, social media is a very quick, easy, and powerful way to reach a whole bunch of people all at once. You know, and you're right. And there's a lot of there's a lot of great apps and things out there to help you kind of wrangle social media. Uh, we'll give a big shout out to one that we know about, and uh, we've had him on the show. We've had him on the show before, and that's Tyler Siebert and the gang with uh, Class Intercom. Really cool piece, you know. And it, it actually lets you take that piece of social media and use it with your students to teach them, you know, the ins and outs and the correct way to use social media for an entity like an educational entity like a school. That's that's some pretty cool stuff. Yeah, and uh, you know, and, and then we recently had the folks from uh, School Buzz on. So yeah, you know, again, a, another cool tool that helps get the word out for reaching your, as they call them, stakeholders. Yeah, yeah, your know, School Buzz. They even come in and help you. You know, they sit down before they do anything or flip any switches. They help you figure out your brand and figure out what's you know what you're trying to get out there. And, and that's kind of school wide. That's that's a, that's a nice piece to, for the administrators out there. Take a look at that. But you know, one of the cool ones, and I have to throw this out for a classroom and everything. Um, 
it's for a podcast or a vlog. Um, my superintendent has actually started a podcast for the district where um, he's putting out, you know, vital information, you know, uh, the, the what's goings ons and all that kind of good stuff in the school district. And he's kind of highlighting um, an, an employee um, every show. So, you know, a short and sweet, you know, podcast or a vlog um, specifically for parents um, would be a really kind of a, a winner, uh, especially if you keep it right in that, you know, five to six minute to you know, five, seven minute range so that a parent can pop it on, listen to it on the way to school or work or wherever they're headed and uh, get the what's going down in your school district or your classroom. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I actually love the, the idea that your superintendent um, is focusing each episode, not, not focusing, but, but highlights in each episode, one of the district employees. Cause a lot of times, you know, there's a lot of folks that work at the district that, you know, many people have no idea either A, who they are or B, what they do. I, I don't know. I just I, that's a, that's a very cool feature that that uh, Dr. Hart incorporates in his podcast for your district. It's, it's, yeah, it's a I nice touch. It. Yeah. And it's, it's not just, a, and I should say, it's not just employees. He does a programs and services and, you know, so he'll pick, you know, like we have a new Bobcat health clinic on our high school campus that is actually providing a health services for all of our students K through 12. So, you know, he's gonna, he's got that on the next show. Uh, oh, hope I didn't give away a secret there. Just gave away what do they call it? Uh, uh, you you blew the lead. Spoiler. Yeah, sorry. Spoiler. Yeah. You blew the lead. Spoiler alert. No, nah, it's all so, good. Uh, so let's talk about this. So let's, that, that's a great way. Communication, big, big deal. So let's talk about real quickly, tech time in the classroom. Now there's a big deal. Um, you know, how are you using technology in the classroom? Um, is it the basis of your curriculum? Now, understandably, some classrooms, especially at the secondary level, uh, they're using technology as the basis for their classroom. If they're teaching, you know, uh, office or they're teaching word or they're teaching Google docs, they're teaching spreadsheets or business. Uh, they're teaching Adobe products, uh, maybe a premiere movie making even Apple products at that point. Um, yeah, those are the basis of a curriculum. Um, are you using it as a tool? I mean, don't you think, uh, I think that I would see most of our teachers that are teaching those core classes, you know, uh, reading, writing and arithmetic, you know, uh, science, uh, social studies. They use technology as a tool. W would you agree with me, David? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, and it's uh, much like, uh, you know, it's so funny to me that we talk about, you know, technology in the classroom as if it's like this kind of separate entity. And I don't know, maybe when, you know, uh, film strip projectors and reel to reels and overheads were first brought into the classroom. I don't know. Did they tell that, you know, Oh, we're bringing this new technology into the classroom. No, they just brought the stuff in and, you know, you, you ultimately figured out or had a student figure out, you know, how to make the reel to reel work or how to load the film strip or how to do the overhead. And you just automatically incorporated whatever the content was on this new platform. Today, it's no different that other than there are, yes, a lot more options out there. So, you know, now you have instead of, you know, one particular place to be able to display stuff. Now you have, you know, 52 different apps to choose from. So I can see where that could be a little overwhelming, but it's all about taking the content you're already using and just finding other ways to be able to present that to the students because not all students learn the same way. Oh, you know, you're exactly right. I mean, that's that's the key, and, and that's a and that's a teacher choice. The teacher will know their students and know what to do. You know, I think the big key key there is um, define it early, 
and stay devoted to the decision that you make. You know, um, no matter the age of the students, you don't want to start flip-flopping because something new comes out during the school year. You know, I mean, I mean, would you agree with me on that one? I think you really need to define how you're going to use it and make that part of the consistency that goes in there, you know, into using it in the classroom. Yeah, I think one of the – I, I, we we may, we may get some pushback on this one, and, and I'm all for it. Bring it on. Um, yeah. But uh, here's the thing. Uh, one of the concerns that I have about what a lot of folks try to do in their classrooms or really just in education in general, um, you know, they they start the year with something. So we're going to use, you know, app X, Y, Z, and that's what we're going to do for quizzes in the classroom. And it's not. I don't know, two, three weeks later, and there's some new shiny tool that comes out and they immediately switch over to that particular thing. And then a few weeks later, we switch to another thing. And to me, it just, I don't know, it makes more sense to me that if you if you pick a tool. So, for example, if if in classroom you're going to use Kahoot, then use Kahoot and and stick with it. Okay, maybe not all year, maybe by Christmas break, you're ready to try something else. Okay, fine. Start to incorporate that if, if that's, you know, if you really have to do that. But, but I would argue, no, stick with, you know, if you're going to do Kahoot, then let's do Kahoot all year long. Now, in the, in the case of Kahoot, you know, it's, there are all kinds of different ways you can phrase questions and put questions in and, and get that feedback from the students where it's still Kahoot, but it's presented in multiple different ways. And I think that's the key is to, Find whatever, you know, whatever technology, whatever app, whatever it is that you want to use, latch onto that and and learn as as much as you can about using that particular, you know, that particular app, that particular site, whatever it is, because frankly, then you become kind of the de facto expert just because you've put all this time and effort and the students are used to it. They like it. And heck, for that matter, the students are probably going to come up with other ways to use it. You hadn't even thought of this gives them the opportunity to do that without you, you know, switching it out right before the students come up with a new way to use the thing. Exactly. And, you know, the key to all of this is, I I'm, hope I'm right here is David's even, you know, uh, leading into that fact that it's about consistency, 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 consistency. Also, this is just one for me and uh, everyone's been guilty of it. Don't let it become your go-to filler. Don't let it become, uh, and uh, and, uh, we're we're probably going to catch some flack on this one. Um, A lot of teachers don't feel like I need a few moments to do this or I need something to do this. Go ahead and jump on the the technology and it'll keep you entertained and keep you busy while I take care of this thing. Um, come on, people. Classroom management. It, yes. It doesn't. It's, it's the same as it was in 19 whatever. And it's the same as it is in 2000 whatever. Whether you've got, you know, chalkboards and chalk or you've got uh, Chromebooks and caulk. <laughs> I had to ride with it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so if you're caulking that bathtub, you know, that's. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, hey, seriously, um, though, you know, maker spaces and, and, and trade schools, you know, as, as much as that kind of stuff's being pushed, it's very oh. possible there, there are classes, <laughs> you know, hey, there ain't nothing wrong with learning how to plumb. Holy cow, those dudes can make some serious money, man. So. Man, straight up, straight up. So, okay, that takes us into now we're talking about let's talk about student work. So let's talk about how they're going to present that, how they're going to display and show their work, turn their work in. And the first thing we talk about is presentation. So, you know, 
we'll talk about some quick ones. We're not going to get in depth about them or anything, but you know, first of all, um, you've got Google Docs and you've got Office 365. So um, in those two pieces alone, there are multifaceted ways to present information from the student to the class, to the teacher, to the community, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, there's also some other school stuff out there like, you know, Buncee and Flipgrid, and YouTube. Um, one of our favorites we use for audio editing, Soundtrap. What's a, yeah. What a great piece. These things all um, allow the students to create their own pieces um, from what they've learned and uh, display it or present it uh, audio, video, visually um, to uh, you and your, the parents in the community and their peers. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I, I know we've talked about this on the show before, but uh, last school year, uh, the Education Service Center where I work, uh, I worked with the GT specialist and uh, we went out to the schools, the member districts in our area, and the students uh, who wanted to take part took part in a vlog competition and they used Wii Video, which is a completely online video editing package. It blows me away. Even even after this, you know, having used it and played around with it and seeing what the students put together, it still blows me away that we live in a time where you can do, you know, iMovie, movie maker type stuff online in the cloud. It, it, that is unbelievable. Isn't it crazy? And, you know, and it's funny, we we could probably take an hour long show and just sit here and list by name the stuff that we know that's out there yeah, <laughs> that you can use. We won't do that. We you won't know? do that to you, but yes, we could. Yeah. We but you know, I mean, think about it. we're talking about you know even stuff like Canva and Adobe products like Adobe Spark products. Um, those are all out there. I mean, there's so much stuff out there. But you know, we're right back to that one thing: make your decision early and stick to it. Don't don't bounce around too much. And and then again, you might just give it. You know, it might be a donors choose for the kids. <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah. new side out there. But right. but you know, the kids the kids get to choose. You know, you just say, hey, I want it in this format. You know, I want it in the PDF. I want it in a PNG. I want it in a TIFF. I want it in a CSV, a doc, you know, whatever. But you, I don't care what you use. Just get it to me. So, yeah. you know, let the kids make the decision. That's a really great one. Well, and that ties back to, you know, are you are you more concerned about the delivery mechanism or are you more concerned that the students are able to demonstrate the content knowledge you're trying to convey? If the answer is the latter and i hope that's the answer you picked um amen you know uh then then it doesn't matter what they're using to deliver it as long as whatever mechanism you are using to evaluate that content knowledge that that is able to be conveyed by whatever methods slash methods the students use to to uh to turn in that student work to to do those demonstrations yeah and and that, so you hit a good one there, turning it in. So what's the management? You know, what's the LMS you're using? You know, there's a lot of them out there. Um, a lot of schools use Google Classroom. Uh, I'm, Microsoft has its version of, of that. Uh, what is it, David? Help me out here. Um, I'm forgetting what it's called. Uh, it'll come up to me in a second. I have but, you no know, earthly Google, idea. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think thanks, what it is. Thanks. The number of that bus, I'm, I'm going to need its license yeah, right. plate. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, you've got Moodle, you got Canvas, you got Schoology. I mean, there's a whole bunch of them out there. I mean, there's a ton of LMS products out there. Um, find the one that's right for you. And once again, I believe the key to this is consistency. 
You know, when you pick that LMS, don't freak your kids out by changing the way they're going to turn stuff in. If you can find one that can cover, you know, the majority of your bases, that that's the one you need to use. And maybe if you can't one that find the one that can 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 handle the way they're turning it in, then maybe kind of define what they're turning in. <laughs> you know, maybe it's right. not needed, actually, you know, yeah. but consistency is well, true. Uh, and and I agree completely with consistency. And that is that's kind of a hard one when it comes to LMSs because a lot of times you start out with a particular LMS and you quickly learn what the limitations are. And and every one of them has their own set of limitations. I totally get that. But if at all possible, at least stick with that one for that particular school year, um, just so that the mm-hmm. students have that consistency, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely. And you know, so to wrap this up. You know, the biggest thing I think is here is read and listen and then read some more. Um, You go after you do all those things, after you read and listen. And when I talk about read, I'm talking about having those open discussions, reading in class. Maybe you read to your students. Uh, I know people think that that's gone the way of the dodo, but that's exactly what podcasting is. That's exactly what we've done since the beginning of time. We tell stories. We listen. And then in our brains, as we're listening to stories, we use our imagination and our learning to build the visual enhancements and to actually modify and expound on those. So, you know, read and listen and then tell your story. You know, the importance of reading to your students is you know, to model to them how to tell the story, because let's let's get it straight. Uh all the tech in the world and the colors and the crayons and the plotters and the uh, poster printers, they can't help you. They can't do the storytelling for you. They're just a tool. You're going to have to teach your students to make sure that they can convey what they're trying to get across from their own words. So I think it's a really big deal. I mean, would you, would you agree with me that that's, that's where we, we could see ourselves relying too much on AI to finish the sentence for us when we need to finish right. the sentence ourselves. Right. That's like, yes, there's nothing like Google uh, autocomplete to drive you mad. And we don't exactly. want, you know, and, and, and that's what you don't want. You don't want your students for all intents and purposes being, you know, an in-class version of Google autocomplete. Let them tell their story. Let them come up with the the text and the context and, you know, all of the other stuff that goes with telling the story, regardless of what the content is. There's a story there. I, I don't care if they are, uh, you know, if, if you are trying to get them to uh, understand the importance of particular dates in history class and, you know, and, and I don't know how many times, you know, we've been in history class and it's more just like, you know, Here's a bunch. Here's a list of dates, and I need you to regurgitate them to me. No, put it. Make a story out of it. Relate it to how how are these things connected? And then, more importantly, you have those students, and maybe that's how this all comes out. You you know, they've got a list of of dates and events, and they have to connect the dots and tell the story of how those things come together. And and I mean, ultimately, what's important is that, as Jeff said, you know, teach them how to listen. Focus on what's important, then get them to have, you know, to retell the story the way they see it, the way they understand it, then extend that, let them do some further research, expound on the topic, and then further their story. I think that's a great place to stop right there. Thanks, David. And you know what? Uh, We hope you have a great, great school year. And find this information helpful. And if you can uh, let us know what we might have left out or what we should add to this topic, we can always talk about it again on the show. And uh, I think that'd be pretty cool. 
maybe do this once a month just to keep ourselves abreast of what's going on in the classrooms. Yeah, I, and I would absolutely, we we would love uh, if any of you out there listening right now, just reach out to us and provide your thoughts. We would love to feature your thoughts here on the show. Uh, we'd be happy to, you know, uh, read your comments and, and feedback and all that kind of good stuff and, and see what you guys are doing to kick off the school year. What are you guys doing in terms of student work presentation? What LMS uh, are you using and how are you using uh, different LMSs uh, for your education? education experience and what are you doing to help your students tell their story hi this is jacob hogan your east events intern and this is your east update the future is do a non-profit marketing and do some do non-profit marketing and events so this summer was real helpful in learning uh, logistics about events and like being able to grow my knowledge in uh, understanding events in a, a deeper way and from a, a larger perspective. Um, and also just understand the, the marketing side, the social media, the um, branding, like everything that comes with uh, working with a, a national nonprofit. And it, it really helped me understand a lot more broader scale, especially in uh, marketing, on logistics. And I learned a lot about branding and about consistency in branding. Uh, because if you don't have consistency in your brand, then your brand will not be strong and will not be able to grow um, to a net to a, to a new level. So uh, it was it was nice to see, and it was good to see how a nonprofit this size um, can do all that. Because the nonprofits I worked with in the past were real small nonprofits. So it's interesting to see how um, East Initiative, um, for being an alumni for, for three years, learning to see how everything is done here at the headquarters in Little Rock, and how they stay consistent as a organization and as a nonprofit to reach their goal of bettering and inspiring change in uh, education here in Arkansas and across the country. For more information about EAST, you can visit our website at eastinitiative.org or follow us on social media at The EAST Initiative. I am Jacob Hogan, and this has been your EAST Update. Hey, we want to thank the East Initiative and the gang at East for always giving us a great update of what's going on with East. And, you know, it's a new school year, so that's pretty cool. Um, now we know what's going to go down, and uh, I can't wait till the spring. I don't know about you, David, but the spring's coming up. We get to do our next East Con. I mean, I, I'm pretty, I hope they invite us back. I don't think we've. we've uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we upset uh, Matt too much last time. <laughs> I don't think he's seen that graphic I put out about him yet. So, yeah, that's uh, maybe right. Not, so. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, it's, uh, it's, and, and I would tell you that, you know, the, in the spring, that East Con is, I mean, it's so exciting seeing what these students are coming up with in order to solve real world problems right in their community or heck, sometimes in their own classroom. I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. 
Now, talking about community and classroom, we may be coming to your neck of the woods. This fall, uh, we are rather busy. So uh, kicking off in in, um, in October, we will be at the Arkansas Conference of Technology. Uh, that's October the 17th in Little Rock, Arkansas. Yeah. And then after that, we are heading down to Houston for the uh, Technology and Curriculum Conference of Aldine. That's TCCA. That's going to be October 26th. Yeah, and then uh, we're heading to Ohio, Akron, Ohio, for the Teach Better Conference, November 8th through the 9th. Yeah, and then just when you thought we were done, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, the Illinois Education and Technology Conference is happening November 13th through the 15th in Springfield, Illinois. We will be there. And then a Christmas gift to you. Well, <laughs> happening in December, <laughs> December 4th through the 7th, David and I will be back again at the Association of Educational Service Agencies 2019th Conference in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona. Um, so, yeah, we're going to be kind of a, a lot of places over the next few months. Yeah. And uh, I'm looking I'm really looking forward to the uh, AESA conference. We've been doing that one. Well, really, since we started. So that's what I don't know, three, yeah. four years. I mean, it's been Awesome. Yeah, this will and, be our fifth year. This will be our fifth oh, one. Oh, our yeah. fifth one. Holy cow. Yeah, that's yeah. wow. That's crazy. And this time, finally, we're going to be in a sunny locale. <laughs> a sunny locale. That's awesome. Hey, so, yeah, it's been a great show. Um, I've had a great time. Don't forget to visit us on the web, uh, www.edutechguys.com. You can also find us on social media. Just type in the edutechguys. We're there, twitter.com slash edutechguys, facebook.com slash edutechguys, and the list goes on. You know what to do. You're, you're probably on the on the tweeters and the uh, Facebooks, so you can find us. That's right. I think. Yeah. So, listen, I'm Jeff Madlock. I'm David Henderson. We'll catch you later. You've been listening to the EduTech Guys, edutechguys.com. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out My Flex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com forward slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com forward slash BE. Do you want to save time on prep work? Increase achievement for all student populations? Reliably meet tier one standards? You, you can, can do, do it, it all, all. But don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.